Welcome to the Black Mind Garden, the podcast that helps you remap your mind and retrain your brain and be more flexible and fluent in your life. This podcast is about planting new seeds that help you remap your mind so that you can master your inner voice, expand your listening and communication, and produce unimaginable results in your life. I am your host, Dr. Maisha. Hey, have you ever thought about learning NLP or hypnosis or even being a coach? Even if you simply learn the skills of coaching, it could come in handy everywhere and in every area of your life. Our mind remapping NLP coach training will give you mastery over language, helping you to improve your confidence, communication, coaching, and leadership. So if you're committed to removing unconscious blocks so you can consciously elevate your performance in every area of life, join our next training. Schedule and training interest call at remapmymind.today. That's remapmymind.today. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Black Mind Garden Podcast, where we are remapping minds so you can create a life you design. I am here today with a friend and the founder of mycatplan.com, uh, David Simmons. Actually, David, is this the this is not the first time we've had a, a podcast conversation, is it? I feel like we've had a podcast conversation in the past. Have we not? It's been a minute. We have. We, yeah. It's been a minute. We had a conversation about um, research. The uh, the uh, the the. <laughs> Yes, I remember. I remember. Yes. Now. Like, I feel like we've had yes. before. So, you know, I like to bring some of the, the, the best conversations. I, I like to bring people back because, you know, this is the way we, we run this podcast. We have important, impactful conversations. But today, David is here. We're having a different kind of conversation. Now, if you don't remember, David is a former marketing manager in the toy industry. Now he has since transitioned into helping people to create their life plans. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the importance of creating our life plans, particularly our end of life plans. It's a very uncomfortable conversation to have sometimes, and it doesn't have to be with a little planning. So I am welcoming back to the show, David Simmons. Hey. Hey, it's good to be back. Thank you for having me back. You know, I'm really excited to to tell people about what we're doing and how it can really help them. So, no, this is really great, especially in this time and this in this session, uh, this season of life for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd love for you to share just a little bit about, um, you know, you and and how you sure. transitioned into the, into this space. So uh, as you said earlier, you're, uh, I used to be a marketing manager at, at a, in the toy industry for many, many years. And what happened was um, my father passed away and it kind of opened up my eyes. And in, in him passing away, I kind of learned a lot about end of life planning because a lot of the information that we needed, we did not have. And so with, with my marketing background and my analytics background, I was like, look, I don't want this to happen to anyone else. So I kind of started on this journey of how to create something that will help those like myself who didn't have access to any of these plans or even know what to do to give them an opportunity to make sure that their families are prepared because there are many families that are not prepared. Yeah. And so 
um, yeah, especially in the black community, because mm -hmm. you can kind of see it based upon our, our net worth is going down. So by 2054, we'll have a zero net worth, which is, which is crazy. Yeah. And so that's because we're not passing down our property the right way. Our, our homes are being, you know, so it's, it's been, it's, it's very interesting. It's heartbreaking, but we can make a difference and we can make a change. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's definitely an important conversation we need to be having. And I, I think that, you know, one of the first things to, to really think about is or to, to point at is like, why is this uncomfortable in the first place? Like this is such for some people, and I think particularly for our community, yeah. it's a conversation that we tend to avoid. And why do you think that is? Well, I think it's definitely cultural, right? So it's one of those things where grandma will hide the money underneath the mattress. And it's like, that's one thing we don't talk about. She would probably take care of everything, but we would never know where the paperwork is at. Mm -hmm. So, so it, I think it's something that's just been passed down through generations. And sometimes you just don't know. You don't know about a living trust or, or advanced directives until something happens. And then you're, you're, you're not being proactive, you're being reactive. Mm -hmm. And it's not a really good place to be in. So most, most of the times it's a very uncomfortable conversation. And our goal, which is why I call it comfort action plan, mm -hmm. you know, to make it comfortable for people to actually have the conversation, to put their information into our cap plan so that their family can quickly get to their life insurance information and everything that they actually need in order to help them in a crisis or at a time of, of their passing where they can easily pass down their assets. And looking for this information while you're dealing with trauma mm -hmm. is the hardest thing because you, you're already grieving and now you have to separate yourself and your emotions and, and actually try to find information at that point. And that's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. I mean, speaking yeah. of trauma, I think you made a good point. Like, you know, this is a cultural thing. Why, why it's not talked about. And I was just thinking as you were speaking about, you know, just like historically speaking, death in our community was such a traumatic thing. If you think back to, you know, the times of, of enslavement and death was often abrupt and sudden, and there was no planning. And it was traumatic. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you think about like how this, this culturally has been passed down to us to not talk about the death, just as, just as a way to, to cope, just as a way yeah. to keep moving. And, and so now I think it's important because, you know, we are successful. We do have mm -hmm. property and, and, and have bank accounts and have things that we could pass down. And we do want to cultivate that generational um, wealth. And so right. we have to begin to, you know, resolve those fears and resolve um, some of that old trauma such so that we can begin to create new legacies for the people in our lives. And so I think that's just an important piece to, to bring um, for people who are not used to talking about death. Yeah, it's not comfortable talking about, but the fact of the matter is, is it's going to happen. Like everyone it, is going yeah. to die. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, you know, like uh, everyone is going to die. You know, there's only one way out of here. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. You know, and, and there's a way to do it where you're honoring your family, you're honoring yourself. You're passing down not just your assets, but you're actually passing down 
your your wisdom and your knowledge because what we do is not just hey here is a place where you can put your information but we also have a journal where you can pass down your principles of what you live by that you can you could that could be passed down through generations we also have what is called endless comfort cards so during that time you know that your loved ones are there without you because you you know you passed away but you can still encourage them by having these cards for those special moments uh, mm-hmm. for that first year because the first year is the hardest year ever mm-hmm. because your first birthday without your parent your first christmas your first you know in their birthday without you know being being without them is very tough you know mm-hmm. so we, what we what we're doing is not just on the asset side and the financial side but also from the emotional side as well. Like, hey, we're gonna be, we're gonna make sure that you're supported all the way through this process. Yeah, so, and and like, and you know, even though you you're speaking about it from the context of parents, I mean, this really could be anyone. This could be, you know, mm-hmm. your 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 intimate partner. It could be your. It could even be, you know, God forbid, once someone's child. It could be, yeah. you know, sister, brother, cousin. It could be some anyone mm-hmm. that you're close to, where that. You may be the executor of that person's estate, or you yep, you yep. just may want to to have that those com- speaking of the comfort cards specifically have those those comfort cards. But if you're the executor of someone's estate, or if you're the next uh, what's the um, power of attorney, uh, and you're responsible right. for their estate, th- there needs to be a conversation called what would you like to pass down what legacy exactly would you like to leave and i love that you know right. in terms of the way you have um created the comfort action plan it gives you the layers of things that i think it is very important to um to put those assets in and to couple that with the emotional now i'll say just from personal experience and from what i've heard when i talk to people is that Putting, putting down, like knowing what to put down and putting down all of that information can be very overwhelming. How yeah. do you feel like that can be made a little bit more simple? Yeah. So the interesting thing about putting anything into a document is usually you see these fields and they're just fields on a white piece of paper or even if it's online. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what we decided to do is take a different approach. Mm -hmm. So we decided to say, hey, look, you know, looking at beautiful pictures and being in a place of comfort is very important. You get a lot more work done. We're in a comfortable space. Like one Mm -hmm. of the things I love to do is go to this great place in, in Palos Verdes in LA where it's a resort and you're overlooking the ocean. And I use that as my office sometimes just to get away. And it's amazing how much work you actually get done. So what we decided to do is incorporate different types of backgrounds to kind of help you focus on getting this done. Because the first thing you want to do is look away, not even do it. So, but if you're looking at something that's very beautiful and picturesque, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of, and aligns with where you love to be, like the beach. So we have a beach theme. And so the beach theme is overlaid with all of the different input fields, but you feel like you're not doing something heavy. You yeah. feel like, oh my gosh, this is actually pretty easy to do. I actually want to be here and finish this off because mm-hmm. the reward of finishing this off is like being at the beach, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you know, having your, you have your time back. You have more time and, and energy to spend with your family because now you finish that most important work and I could now I could start living more with purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's what we did. We incorporate different backgrounds. I think yeah. it's kind of 
I think it's kind of brilliant because you, you there's a there's sort of like a, a subconscious and unconscious um, message of peace, um, yeah. whatever that background is, you know, that's luxury or whatever that background is, you know, there's this unconscious message of empowering, being empowered inside of doing something that feels a little bit heavier. And so, yeah, I really, I really like that. One of the things that I noticed, of course, you know, I, I have um, the, the comfort action plan and I'm endeavoring to fill this out is <laughs> I think that one of the things that make it, you know, there, first of all, I think different people do things different ways, but I will share from a personal standpoint for me, where there's, when I have to do a lot of things, a lot of information, I think it's important to break it down into manageable chunks. So for people who are like big picture people who wear a lot of details overwhelm them, it's useful to break it down in manageable chunks. And I think that the time has to be blocked off, yes. right? Because it's yes. easy to say, oh, well, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. But what I think is important is to prioritize it by putting it in the calendar and making it, yeah. you know, like blocking off a certain amount of time per day or per week to do it until it's done. And then there are some people that it's like, you know what, I want to just sit down for a couple of hours and get it all done in one fell swoop. So what, what, tell me a little bit about what your, your perspective is on that. No, I think it's good. I mean, one of the things that, that I'm going to start doing is having more like a drip campaign to those who order it later on, where they, they're, they're getting, um, I would say, uh, where we're helping them to go through it one step at a time so that they don't have to feel alone doing it. Mm -hmm. And then later on, probably in October, we're going to start doing a weekly a, a weekly program where people can actually buy, buy the cat plan and then we all do it together. You know, so they don't have to feel alone when they're doing it. And so we kind of do these in stages because I had a friend of mine and she said, uh, she's like, you know, David, this is a great product. However, I don't want to do it by myself. You know, this seems, yeah. I know it may seem weird, but I don't want to do this alone. And so, yeah. um, you know, well, it'd be great for you to get your family on and you can all get on the Zoom. We can all do it together that way. Mm -hmm. You know, because um, what's great about it is that it allows them to also see and, you know, also make sure that they have their stuff together. Because most likely you're going to get, most people are pulled into other families' mm -hmm. uh, emergencies anyway. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, we know that David knows what he's doing, or we know that George or John knows what he's what he's doing, or Sarah knows what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Let's get her over here and help us do this. Where Sarah, John, or George, or David could actually help them, you know, with their planning. So mm -hmm. it really lightens that person's load by showing other people what to do and how to do it. You know, so it's 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 important. Yeah. But yes, blocking that time out, being able to do that is vitally important. But doing it together, you may find even more comfort. You know, it's interesting because I never thought of it. I never thought of that. Like, oh, yeah, like we, we could do it together. And I really I think that's brilliant, like to have cat parties, you know, like comfort action plan yeah, yeah. Yeah. parties. And, yeah. and again, that's just reframing 
the way you think mm -hmm. about doing this work, you know, whether it, whether you get, I think it's probably very effective to get up and do this work with your family. Like, Hey, let's all get on a zoom. Or, oh, Hey, let's all come over. Let's have dinner together and let's all create our comfort yeah. action plans together. Because then you, you start to have conversation that maybe you've never had before with your family. Like, Oh, this mm -hmm. is what I want. This is what I wanted. This is how, I, this is, you know, as you're doing the work. Um, and, and it, and it kind of lightens it, especially if you're doing it over dinner, over dessert, you know, mm -hmm. good, good food. Right. But the other good food and great music, yeah, and great music, right? And then, and then the other pieces. Maybe, maybe there are some people whose families will refuse to engage that conversation. And so, having mm -hmm. a comfort action plan party with maybe friends, or sometimes even with people you don't know, sometimes it's it it is mm -hmm. even easier to do these to have these conversations and to think about this with other people who are not people that you know but have similar interests or have this alignment. And then what you, you can start to get ideas of things you may not have thought of before, and then maybe go discuss it right. with your, your family. Then, So I, I think it's like kind of brilliant, this idea of having comfort action plan parties or gatherings to be able to uh, lighten the conversation of transition, you know, as, yeah. as it already is. Because I think, right. you know, just like you alluded to earlier, it's just, and and working in a hospital during my residency and seeing people come in who didn't have advanced directives and seeing how the family struggled and, and sometimes oh, they fought, and, yeah. you know, like just the worst, it brings out the worst in people to have to discuss these things. Because like you said, they're already grieving, yeah. but then- you know, everybody ha wants to hold on to in some way that family member. So that attachment man. Oh, man. It's, it's ways. Yes. I mean, recently, my, my cousin's husband um, experienced this with his um, with his sister mm -hmm. and her advanced directive was very clear. Do not resuscitate. Mm -hmm. You know, I do not want to be on a trach. I just mm -hmm. I just want to just go. Mm -hmm. And what happened was they couldn't find that advanced directive and she suffered for a month. Oh my God. You know, I mean, it was, I mean, her part of her brain had to be taken. It was just bad, all mm -hmm. just overall. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she had the advanced directive, but she wasn't, the people that needed to have it didn't have it either. So having an advanced directive is important, but you have to make sure that the people who are involved also has a copy of that advanced directive yeah. so they can do what's best for that person. That's almost more important than even <laughs> doing the dang thing because what girl is, yeah, is. is all this work in? If it's somewhere hidden where and not accessible, where the person who needs it can have it. Right, right. You sit there, it's like, well, why? Well, like advanced directives, we also talk about life insurance policies. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's like $7 billion in unclaimed life insurance policies that's out there because wow. their loved one never shared it with their beneficiaries, you yeah. know? And so it's like, look, you know, these things are, you, you took the time out to do a do do advanced directives to do life planning or in a life planning yeah. and you need to make sure that all that work is not in vain right and is given to the people who who is supposed to supposed to have it and can execute on your wishes right you know and so you know that's that's vitally important i mean yeah it's it's, it's interesting but yeah, it's a lot of work and look i i'm not i'm not saying that it's easy sometimes like even right now my mom because um, I'm going through this process with my mom in terms of um, hospice, who's in mm -hmm. hospice right now, unfortunately. And um, I'm using my own template <laughs> for the, it's, it's the cat plan, but a part of it is also, it's called the life plan, where yeah. you're planning out that person's 
that person's life and their, their life celebration, I would say their funeral, right? So um, I remember just, so I was like, okay, I have to be proactive because when, what happened was my mom had a stroke and she was unable to speak. And then things kind of went down here for the last couple, I would say for a couple of months. So now I'm living out what it is that I'm designed that I'm designed to to help others. And when I opened up that template, I tell you, I was like, oh my God, thank you. Mm. Because although I know all this information, I didn't know the first step until I opened up that plan. Okay. <laughs> and I created it. It's like I you know, I, I created it and I didn't know the first thing to do until I opened it up. And I was right. like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy that even if I created it for myself, yeah. I'm happy that I created it. Yeah, you know, and um, but it allowed me to get going, allowed me to actually start that process, and it's been a tremendous amount of help, yeah. a tremendous amount of house, yeah. uh, help, and I, yeah, that's, I mean, first of all, you know, just sending you love just around your mom. I mean, we, you know, we've Thank had you. some conversations, and I'm always sending you love around your mom and um, your family. You know, um, yeah. I, I think it's just brilliant that you you know it's an unfortunate circumstance but brilliant that you're able to like really see the the impact that you're going to create like you know the the benefits of what you've created you are your first in fact testimony it you know unfortunately so you know it, it is what it is and but you get to you get to know for yourself this works yeah, you know, the interesting thing uh, about this process, because I remember as I'm doing it, I'm thinking about my customers as well, and thinking about the people who will be going through my same situation. And first of all, I felt like, oh, my God, I didn't feel overwhelmed. That's the one thing I felt like, okay, this is not hard. Okay, all I do is the empathy information. Yeah. And, you know, that, that felt really great, but also went through the ups and downs of the emotions. So the first thing I felt was, you know, it, it, it didn't feel heavy until you start putting the information in the realization started hitting. And then, but what it did for me, what it did for me was it allowed me to be very present with my mom. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, oh my gosh, I was just checking boxes mm-hmm. with her on a daily basis. You, when you start at the end, what are the things that, I, how do I want to be present with her, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so it made me very present yeah. to say, you know, I, I changed my morning routine with her. You know, mm-hmm. my morning routine is like, hey, mom, you want something to eat? You're good. You're done. You know, you're okay. Right now it became, huh? mom, it's good to see you today. Mm-hmm. I love you. It's good to see you. I'm glad you're here. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're here. You know, and it changed the, the framework for me by actually doing this. I know it's hard and it's difficult, but it allowed me to be absolutely present with her. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. That is beautiful. You know, I think it's important when we fill out these um, plans, you know, come coming a little bit back to the accessibility piece to know who needs to have these, who do we need to be leaving them with? How do we, how do we make them accessible? Right. I would imagine the primary care provider is one, right? I think that mm-hmm. your primary care provider needs to have at least the advanced directives proportion of it, right? right. So that, that's, that's important. But then what are some ways that, you know, that's this, and again, this is the, the yeah. primary care only has the advanced directives because I know there's a lot of other personal things 
that right. the, 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 the comfort action plan. So just like parsing out that advanced directives piece um, and pulling that out and sending that to your, your doctors. But what, who else, like, how do you make this successful, accessible? And what are some structures that you, you advise people to put in place once they have filled this out? Yeah. So my recommendation is that they give a copy to anyone that's their beneficiaries that are going to have to execute on anything that's in their conflict action plan. Right. Right. So along with the conflict action plan, if you have a living trust and, um, you know, you want to anything that belongs to someone who's going to execute, obviously belongs to you, but anything that that is that's being executed on on your behalf by a loved one or friend mm-hmm. or whoever it may be or partner, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that they actually have a physical copy of it or even a digital copy of it. You know, and um, if you have it on your computer, just make sure that hey, here's my password to right. get on. And some people's computers are all over the place; <laughs> their windows of bazillion folders. Right. Mm-hmm. So you may want to put it on a USB and do it that way as well, which we will be offering later on in the year, our USBs that are, that are focused on the cat plan. So you can just plug it in. They know what it is. It was have all information that's on USB that will direct them upon the, what this is for and, and, and what to do. I, I, I like the idea of the USB because of the fact that you know, computers have multiple passwords, two-factor authentication, you know, all the, all the, all the things, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, having a USB, having it maybe even emailed to a person so they have it in their inbox, but also having mm-hmm. that USB and maybe like a fire safe lockbox or something like that where you the, the people know where the key is is another, mm-hmm. is another place. You know, I think that you're, that's, that's very, very, um, useful information to know. I think what's also important, as you talked about having, giving it to your beneficiary is to decide who the beneficiaries, (laughs) who is the beneficiary, the backup beneficiary, you you know, like have like a backup and a backup to the backup because, you know, maybe the, yeah, I mean, Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, it's, it's more of you both uh, brothers can go on a fishing trip and they're the only ones who are benefiting from their, their mother's um, passing or whatever it may be. Right. So what happens to that money? Where does it go? Because Mm -hmm. that's the immediate family. They don't have anyone else. And so that can actually be passed down to their cousins and second cousins and everything else. So yeah, it is very important that, um, that you have thirds and fourths and fifths. Right. Yeah. And in addition, power of attorneys, you need to, who's your first yeah. power of attorney? Who's your second, you know, option? Mm-hmm. Because if, 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 you know, and have conversations with those people and make sure they're okay being your power of attorney. <laughs> because yeah. I think that it's important that we, you know, sometimes people just put names down, right. And that you, we don't even know if that person wants to serve in that capacity or can, or has the yeah. capacity to, or, you know, you want to pick a power of attorney who is going to absolutely follow your wishes, right? Because yeah, yeah. I remember, my, I remember, no, I had that experience with my dad where, you know, he didn't want to trach and um, he didn't want to have a trach. And so uh, I discovered that he had a power of attorney just by a fluke. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm second in power of attorney and this is not what he wanted. <laughs> like okay, well, let's go ahead and have a family discussion about this because that's exactly what's happening, what right. he doesn't want. 
-hmm. right? And so the interesting thing about that scenario, I was going to have that discussion, but he ended up passing that same day. It's very important that the people that you give your power of attorney to can have, and you know the people, you know how family is, you know how yeah, if someone's going, it's going to be too emotional. They can't handle it. Yeah. Someone who is more rock stone and solid, then they'll deal with the emotion part of it later. Yeah, you want someone to be able to say, "This is what needs to be done." I know how I feel. Mm-hmm. How I feel doesn't matter. What really matter? What matters is what my my loved one wants. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Well, gosh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, this is I love I love this conversation. I think that you know, some of the take home points, like we got to have these conversations about what we want. You know, we have to start dealing with our fears, moving through our fears around having conversations about end of life and what we want. I I love your comfort action plan, like how you have the layout such that you have these, these overlay backgrounds to make the, make it feel differently while you're filling out uh, this information. I love the the idea of the parties, the you know the the gathering. Yeah, yeah. I think that is just so brilliant, so key. Um, and that you know, opening this comfort action plan and all the levels, the, all the layers of of information that you're putting in in advance that causes when you open the document document just to be like, ah, okay. Here's the first thing. Here's the second thing. Like you don't have to think about it yeah. as a loved one who's grieving because someone has done that for you. And 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 for those who are filling out the plan, that's who you need to be, be thinking about. Think about the person yeah. who's gonna have to manage when you're gone. Cause it's not gonna be you, because you're gonna be gone. Mm-hmm. So how much easier would you like to make it for that person so that they can be present so they can grieve in a way that heals, you know, so that you can have your wishes carried out. So you don't have people fighting over stuff, you know, because right. it is stuff. And so that your your own end of life wishes can be c- carried out. Like, I think that's just so important. Um, and finally, you know, who needs to have it? Because you, let's not do all of this work and then not having to discuss yes. right that is no is no bueno. it's not good it's not good at all no it's not good at all no yeah so so yeah i just i mean these are some of the things that i'm taking away for the audience and of course for myself i mean like there are some things that you know it's like you know stuff but then you forget about it right it's like oh yeah i need to make sure this thing is accessible when i when i actually fill it out right you know yeah yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, my just could we 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 go throughout a day and very systematic or mm-hmm. auto, almost like on automatic, I would say, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so we're just thinking that everyone has access to our computers or to whatever it is that we have, but that's not the case. It's like the first thing you gotta look is probably the file cabinet, right. you know. But having something that is like, okay, hey, like hey, here's here's my information. It's on my computer. Mm-hmm. This is you know this this is my password. Mm-hmm. you know yeah um and here's a folder mm-hmm. everything's right there right you know so yeah so having it readily accessible is vitally important very good very very good well man i mean i think this is this has been some a lot to think about 
some very good information. Yeah. I think it's very useful. I think what you're doing is so impactful. Um, and I, I appreciate you for lining up this action plan and, and for cre- your creativity in, in, in executing some of these, these potential gatherings and, and um, guidance to people around oh, yeah. this work. And so I'd love for you to share with uh, the listeners and the audience, how can they get in touch with you to get their comfort action plan? Sure, absolutely. So you can just go to mycapplan.com. That's M-Y-C-A-P-P-L-A-N.com. And you can go there and it's all the action plans are there. It's very simple to navigate and you can always reach out to me as well. So, And, and uh, I will, we will have, um, we will have David's information in the show notes. So if you need to reach out to him uh, directly to, with any questions about the, the cap plan that you can do that. But go to mycapplan.com and go ahead and purchase your cat plan today. Uh, do, do you already have, uh, now, when we were talking a couple of months ago, the USBs were on their way out. Are they are they available now? Or do you have a date? Not yet. Available? Yeah. Most likely, we're looking more towards the end of October, okay. uh, the first month of November, or early November. So just in time for really the holidays. The holidays. You know, oh, so yeah. Can, yeah. So you can do this with your family, especially if you're, you know, especially for Thanksgiving and, and, and Christmas and all those things. You can kind of sneak that in and mm-hmm. say, hey, I know you need to do, I know you need to get this done. You may not want to talk about it, mm-hmm. but here you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Good, good. So for those of, so, you know, there's going to be two different, just as from, from a logistical standpoint to the audience who's listening, there are two different releases. Some of you will be, have seen this video and then we're going to re-release it audio. Just know that if you're listening to this and it's after October or mid-November, you will be able to get your USB version. Hey, Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So I think that that's, um, that's very important for people to know. Good. Go to mycapplan.com, y'all download your cat plan start to fill it out now uh if you if you uh you know want the usb download it fill it out and then order the usb later (laughs) exactly and there you go (laughs) (laughs) well all right david it has been it's been wonderful to have this conversation with you even though and and you know you have a way and you, you have a way of making these difficult conversations feel a little, just a little bit lighter. Um, okay. You know, they, they are heavy conversations. They are difficult conversations. And even, even with you, you know, sort of living through it right now, you have this gift of having the conversation be just a little bit lighter so that people feel motivated to go and do this. This is a very important legacy that we're, that we're leaving here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me again. (laughs) It's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Listen, y'all, you need to share this episode because this is a conversation that is so important. We are talking about um, creating legacy, leaving, creating end of life wishes. We're, We're talking about so many different things that are important around end of life planning. And so 
please just share this episode with, you know, two or three people and ask them to share it with two or three people. And this is the way we get ripples that make waves that actually transform lives. So share this episode and you'll see again, mycatplan.com. You'll see that in our show notes. You can reach out to David directly. And of course, if you're not already subscribed to the Black Mind Garden, you need to be because these are the kind of conversations we're having that are here to empower you and transform your life. So thank you once again, David. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank yes. Again, <laughs> sending lots of love to you, to your family um, with regard to your mom. And uh, yes, we'll just keep you in our prayers. Okay. Thank you. Yes. All right, y'all. We will be seeing you on the next episode. And until then, you stay empowered. Hey, thanks for listening. Remember, I want you to apply these principles in your life every day. But also, I want you to share this podcast with others in your life who you think it could help, a friend, a colleague, or family member. And remember, go hit the subscribe button so you will know when our next episode is released. Finally, I'd really appreciate if you did me a favor and left a review. It really lets others know that this podcast can make a difference in their life as well. See you on the next episode.